Well, it's great to have you all here. Merry Christmas. Thank you for coming and worshiping with us tonight. And thank you, kiddos. Wow, I was watching you guys paid great attention to Miss Rachel up here. Good job. Now, I know that's pretty tough to pay attention tonight because this is a special night, isn't it? Tomorrow is Christmas. I know it's hard to think about anything but presents right now. I was, I was your age once. I remember it well. It's very hard to think about anything but presents on Christmas Eve. I remember the best Christmas I ever had as a kid. I went and I asked my parents for a remote control airplane. And that's a pretty big gift for a kid to have because you got the airplane and the engine and the electronics and the remote and the whole nine yards. That's a huge gift. So I didn't get my hopes up. I knew probably mom and dad couldn't swing that. That's too big. Um, So uh, Christmas morning comes and and I bust into the living room. And to my delight, there is a huge remote control airplane. It's already put together. It's got the motor, the electronics, everything. It's all ready to go. It's ready to fly. I was so excited. And everybody else had presents, but I really didn't pay any attention to that because I was so excited about my plane. That's all I could do is play with it. I was so excited. I was so ready to go out and fly. And so I let them open their presents. Come on, everybody, finish that up. And, and finally, they finished opening their presents. And my grandfather, he, he walked behind the Christmas tree and, and there was one present left and it had my name on it. And he brought it out and, and it was really big and I couldn't imagine what is this and and I tear into it I unwrap it and lo and behold it's a whole nother remote control airplane it hadn't even been built yet it was brand new it had its own motor I didn't even think I'd get one plane and I walked out of there with two it was a Christmas miracle I couldn't believe it I was ecstatic I went and I told my cousins uh, later that day and they dubbed it my two plane Christmas my two airplane Christmas and actually it kind of developed into a legend every other Christmas was compared to that two plane Christmas and none of them could measure up because, I mean, seriously, what could measure up to two airplanes in one Christmas? Well, my hope tonight is to convince some of you and remind the rest of you that right now, this very night, God is offering to all of humanity the greatest Christmas present ever given. It's a present that the Bible calls eternal life. It's a, it's a gift of such value that if you took every gift you have ever received in your entire life and put it in one corner and you put eternal life in the other corner, it would win every time. It outshines every other gift that God has ever given us. And there's three reasons why. Three reasons why the gift of eternal life outshines every other gift you've ever gotten combined. And reason number one is because it meets all of our most desperate needs. It satisfies what we need most. And the sad thing, here we are at Christmas night, I... I, I confess, if I was to walk around my house this Christmas Eve, I would see in my pantry and in my closet and in my garage a whole bunch of Christmas gifts I've gotten in previous years that I don't use anymore. When I asked for them, I thought I needed them, but then I got them and it turns out, eh, didn't really need that. Now it's relegated to a shelf and here I am about to receive all these new presents that in the end I really don't need. That's true of all the Christmas presents we get. We really don't need them that much. But that's not true of God's gift of eternal life. Paul tells us in Ephesians 2, And you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you formerly walked, according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. Among them we too all formerly lived in the lusts of our flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. Now, I know you're thinking, man, Blake, that is not a very happy passage to read on Christmas Eve. Paul's point in this passage is that all human beings are born in desperate need of God's help. We are born dead in sins. That means that by nature, all we do is sin. We cannot please God. We, we say things and we think things and we do things that are dishonoring to God, that we know are wrong, that hurt other people, that God would never do. 
And that sin, it makes us children of wrath. That means that rather than deserving God's love and blessing, we deserve God's punishment. We deserve God's judgment. Even the best person on the planet, the most righteous person on the whole planet, deserves God's judgment, not his love, because we are all sinners. All human beings are in desperate need of God's help. Fortunately, God provides exactly the help that we desperately need in the gift of eternal life. And Paul goes on in the rest of the passage, verses four through five, to say about this gift. There we go. God being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. What Paul's telling us is that we deserved wrath, But God, rich in mercy, has given us love instead. We deserve punishment, but God has given us grace and salvation instead. That's the gift of eternal life, that God doesn't give you what you deserve. Instead, he freely gives you love. He freely gives you grace. He freely gives you salvation. The gift of eternal life outshines every other gift you have ever received because it meets your most desperate needs. That's the first reason eternal life is so great. Second reason it outshines all other gifts is because it satisfies us forever. Eternal life satisfies us forever. Now, the the really disappointing thing about the Christmas gifts that you kiddos are going to receive tomorrow morning is that they really aren't going to satisfy you that long. I remember when I was a kid, I I asked for a G.I. Joe tank for like weeks and weeks and weeks. I kept bugging my parents. I want this toy. And I finally got it. And I remember it, it stayed fun for for maybe like a month, maybe not even a month, maybe just a few weeks. And then I saw in, in like the advertisements, the next thing that was being offered for GI Joe. And I wanted that. Now this was no longer fun. And that's true of, of all Christmas presents, even for us adults. Now my toys are just more expensive, um, but they're, they're no more satisfying in the long run. I get a new shirt. I get a new gadget. A year later, the shirt's out of style and the gadget's totally obsolete. None of the gifts that we give one another really lasts that long. But the gift of eternal life, the gift that God gives us, it satisfies forever. Eternal life is a gift that lasts not only in this life, but for eternity. It is an unending relationship with God, not just to enjoy on this earth, but to enjoy in the new earth that God is going to create for us in the future. Next couple slides, guys. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 65, God describes this this new earth, this new heaven that he's going to create for all of us to enjoy. For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former things will not be remembered or come to mind, but be glad and rejoice forever in what I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem for rejoicing and her people for gladness. I will also rejoice in Jerusalem and be glad in my people, and there will no longer be heard in her the voice of weeping and the sound of crying." What God is saying is that this gift he's giving us of eternal life, it's not enough to just enjoy it for this lifetime. He wants us to enjoy it forever. And because this earth is broken, he's going to create a new earth, a new heaven for us to enjoy eternal life forever. And when we enter that new earth, notice that will be the end of weeping and crying. You will never have need to cry again. There will be no pain. There will be no sadness. There will be no grief No, instead you will enjoy forever rejoicing in gladness. That's what God has designed for you. That's the gift of eternal life. Perfect joy, perfect peace, perfect satisfaction for all eternity in the presence of God in his new creation. That's what God offers to humanity tonight. That's why eternal life trumps every other gift ever given because it satisfies forever. Finally, third reason why eternal life trumps every other gift that you've ever gotten is because it came to you at infinite cost. 
Eternal life costs more than every other gift you've ever received combined. Back to the book of Isaiah. We're told in chapter 53, this is actually a wonderful passage. It was given to us hundreds of years before Jesus showed up. God the Father told us ahead of time what it would cost Jesus to provide for us, to purchase for us eternal life. God says through Isaiah, Surely our griefs he himself bore. And our sorrows he carried, yet we ourselves esteemed him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was pierced through for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastening for our well-being fell upon him. And by his scourging we are healed. All of us like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. But the Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to fall on him. What God is telling us in this passage is that this gift of eternal life, the forgiveness of your sins that God is offering to all of humanity, it's no small thing. Remember, God is holy. He is perfectly just. He he must judge sin. He can't overlook it. He must punish sin. So in love, God sent his own son, Jesus, to take our punishment and our place. That's what Christmas is about. Not a little baby in a manger, but a baby who would grow into a perfect man who would willingly take our punishment in our place. He would take our sins upon himself and die in our place as our substitute, as our sacrifice. That's the great news of Christmas, that God sent his son to pay the penalty of our sins. The gift of eternal life that God is offering to all human beings this very night, it costs God more than all the value of the universe put together. It cost him what was and still is most precious to him, the life of his own son, Jesus. That's what God gave for us. Out of love, he offered his own son that we might have eternal life. And that begs the most important question any of us will ever ask ourselves. Have you received this gift? Have you received this gift of eternal life that God right now is offering to all human beings? He doesn't force it on anyone. He does not force eternal life on anyone. No, you have to receive it. You have to say, God, I want that. You do that through faith. The moment that you believe that Jesus really did die for your sins and rise from the dead, at that moment, you receive this infinitely valuable free gift of eternal life. That's all that it takes. All you have to do is simply believe. God doesn't want you to try to earn eternal life. You can't earn it through church attendance or good deeds or charitable giving. All of that stuff is useless in God's sight. You cannot earn God's love. He gives it to you as a free gift that you simply receive through faith. Will you simply believe that Jesus, the Son of God, really did come to this planet 2,000 years ago and grow into a perfect man who willingly took your sins and died in your place and then rose from the dead. If you believe that, then God has given you the gift of eternal life. You will enjoy a perfect, peaceful, joyous relationship with him for all time. That's the good news of Christmas. And for all of us who have chosen to receive that gift, the question that it presents for us is who can we share this greatest of all gifts with tonight? Christmas. We're so busy giving one another gifts that really do not satisfy, gifts that really do not last. Who can you share the greatest gift of all with tonight? Maybe a child in your home. Maybe instead of worrying about the the Christmas presents and all that, have you taken time to tell your children about the greatest gift of all, the gift that God is offering to them of eternal life? Maybe a family member, maybe a friend, maybe a neighbor. This is a perfect time of year. Everybody wants to know about this whole Jesus thing. Tell them. Offer to them the greatest gift that has ever been given in the history of the human race, the gift of eternal life that God himself offers to all people 
through the death and resurrection of his son, Jesus. Let's turn to God and let's pray. Let's thank him for this incredible gift that he's given us through his son. Heavenly Father, we come before you this Christmas Eve. We rejoice, we thank you that you sent your son to die for our sins and rise from the dead. Thank you, Lord, that you did not leave us in our sins. Thank you that you did not give us what we deserved. Instead, you've given us love. You've given us peace. You've given us joy. Thank you for what you've given us through your son. And I pray right now, Lord, for anyone in this room who has not yet received that gift of eternal life, please, Lord, open their eyes so that they might understand what a perfect and wonderful gift it is. Help them to simply receive it. Help them not to think that they need to work for it, Lord. Please let tonight be the night of salvation. And for all of us who have received that gift, please open our eyes that we might see who we can share it with, Lord. Help us to see the child, the the family member, the neighbor, the co-worker who we can share this greatest gift of all with this Christmas season. We pray that tonight would be the night of salvation for so many people here in our town. We pray all this in the name and for the glory of your son. Amen.